By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? Hey, yo, you're listening to 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. This is your first time rocking with me. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I usually have somebody record an intro for all my shows, but I couldn't find anybody else. If you want to record an intro for a future episode, Shoot me an email at tim at 20timminutes.com. Again, that's tim at 20timminutes.com. Hopefully everyone's doing well. Um, Episode 79. I'm back, baby. Cue the Eric Bischoff theme. I'm back. I had a, uh, needed a little layoff real quick, but before we get into that, be sure to go to 20timminutes.com for all your 20 Tim Minutes needs. Got merch, info, uh, interviews. You can get anything you need to be caught up with the podcast. So I'm sorry about last week. There was no episode, and I think the week before that, it was delayed. Uh, been kind of busy, been kind of run down lately. Um, therapy's been going great, though. Therapy has been going great. That dude um, unlocks my brain like no other. Um, I've been getting into myself a lot, things that I'm, I'm, I thought I was self-aware that I wasn't, um, figuring things out. It is uh it is challenging, but I, I like it and I feel good after uh, every every uh, session. Sometimes I forget about it and I'll be driving and then I have to zoom them while I'm driving, or I have to do it at work and I'm like pretty much trying not to cry in my work parking lot. Yeah, that works. If any of my coworkers listen to this, yeah, that's what happens when I disappear for ten minutes. Ten minutes is usually uh, either a poop or a consultation or no a meeting with my therapist. But no, I went down to, uh, I went away for the weekend, for Memorial Day weekend with my best friend Duff. We drove down to DC, then to North Carolina to see my old college buddies. And then we drove back from D, uh, from NC to MA. And it was a hell of a trip. I absolutely loved it. I got to see all my good friends, uh, Jeremy, Timmy, Smitty, all the good guys, you know, a couple people we miss, um, but that's what happens. They don't, they don't uh, party down there. On Memorial Day weekend. There wasn't much partying down there. Like up in Massachusetts, they rip it on Memorial Day weekend. Not so much down there. Um, one of my friends said something really cool to me. And I almost uh, choked up about it. He says I'm the most positive person he's ever met. And I don't consider myself a positive person whatsoever. Um, I feel like I'm super negative. But I think I just keep that to vest with myself. And I think what I show is very positive. And I had him explain, and he said, with everything you got going on with my life, um, and obviously I'm pretty open with uh, me going through a divorce, um, he says, I, I, I keep a positive outlook. And I think what keeps me positive is seeing people like him, um, talking to people that I love and reminiscing and catching up. That's what makes me happy. And uh, I've been asking my guests now, like, what makes them happy? And friendships has always made me happy. And I know I've been hopping on this a lot with not holding on to nostalgia friends, but they're very nostalgic, but they, they bring, they bring a lot of laughs, a lot of love, and they, they've always been there for me and, uh, hats off to them. If you're listening to this, I just took my hat off and I have one of those red marks on my forehead. Um, this hat barely fits my big head. Good news. 
with the hat giveaway, we raised $320. Congrats to Ryan Burke, another North Carolina native that I met. No, I don't think he's a native, is he? My old roommate, uh, he won. So I got him a hat and a $25 gift card. So we raised $320 for the Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition. Uh, Jenny, the uh, the person who runs it, was very thankful. So everybody that donated, I, I was sure to give your name in the list of uh, people that donated. So I really do appreciate it. You guys can still donate to them directly on their website, or you can go through me, and I can just get it over to you. Uh, hopefully you can trust me. Um, I'm not a piece of shit, I feel like. So I can always make sure they get the donations if you want it. I mean, if you guys need any help with the suicide prevention, please uh, check out the show notes of this episode. I always give out that information. So easy to access. There's multiple ways to get help. Let's start off with this real quick. I found, I read this out of nowhere and I thought it was kind of interesting. So I'm going to share it with you guys. You guys know cranberries? Not the band, but the fruit. Researchers have found that eating cranberries could improve memory, ward off dementia, and reduce bad cholesterol. Bad is in quotes, and I don't know why. The research team studied the benefits of consuming the equivalent of a cup of cranberries a day among 50 to 80-year-olds. They hope that their findings could help implications for the prevention of neural degenerative... I nailed that! Neurodegenerative... No, I can't nail it now. Neurodegenerative diseases such as dementia. How cool is that? I'm going to be crushing cranberries because my memory is trash. Um, I forget a lot of things. I actually forgot I did an interview with somebody until they sent it out to me. And I was like, holy shit, I forgot I even did this. So I'm going to listen to that soon. Um, and I'll be sure to post it. But I found that interesting. Um, I went to the doctors the other day and, 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 uh, talked to them about possibly getting a vasectomy. I've been pretty open about not wanting to have kids just because of, uh, my mental health. I would hate to pass that along to somebody. And for the sake of my own mental health, having to keep a human alive. Um, I can barely keep myself alive sometimes. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he told me a lot of things. He like gave me the fifth degree of like, he's like, you sure? Like what happens if this and that you can't reverse it? I'm like, yo man, I'm 36 years old. Um, I don't, I shouldn't be having kids right now anyway. Um, but shout out to all the good parents out there. I know, jeez, oh man, I wanted to talk about this for weeks and, uh, the shooting in Syracuse and the shooting in Texas. I don't even know anymore, man. That that bums me out. And I, I, I mistakenly watched the shooting of the Syracuse massacre, and it was just disgusting, and I felt terrible about myself. But it popped up randomly. I don't know if I brought this up or not because it's been a couple of weeks. But the Texas shooting, too, it just – it was like Sandy Hook, like going into a school, and I couldn't even imagine, like, the fear and terror and just the, the loss that a parent had to have and endure is just like – it's just heartbreaking. And then you got the whole, like, is it a mental health issue? Is it a gun issue? It's like, how about it's just multiple issues? Like, why does it just have to be one? There's a lot of things I feel like that go into that. And we need to figure out what to do. I don't have the answers. I'm just one guy that talks into a microphone. I know that I'm not going to make any changes. Uh, I'm not that important. But I feel like there is a lot of important people out there that could make some changes. I also think that some gun shop owners should probably donate a portion of uh, their pro uh, portion of their sales and uh, proceeds to maybe a mental health institution. Because not all, I'm not saying not all, but a lot of people that are pro guns uh, think it's a mental health issue. And I think that both sides can maybe come to uh, a middle ground and helping one another. Um, 
and figuring out what the what the issues are and just really trying to just stop this. So you can't stop anything. And again, it's like I'm not a smart guy. I'm not looking to offend any side. I, I'm pretty neutral on everything. I do have my own personal opinions, but I don't like to put them across on this podcast. But it's just getting sickening at this point, and it's really scary. Like I'm, I'm scared to even like go to places now, and like th- that's the first thing I think about when I go places because my head's always on a swivel, and I'm always looking where the exits are and like what people are doing. That's where my ADHD powers come in handy is looking around the room and being like, that guy looks sketchy, but he's probably the nicest guy in the world. But that's what I think. I'm like, this place would be a good place for somebody to come in and just shoot up. And that's the craziest thing that I could say in any time I'm in a store. Um, and it's unfortunate. And nothing but love to the families that lost loved ones. I couldn't imagine having to go through that. It's not something anyone should deal with at all. Um but yeah, I just wanted to go over that real quick because of um, we got to keep talking about it. I know the Syracuse one happened a little bit of ago, but we can't forget what happens. You got to keep going with it. And I feel like t- over time, things happen and people like to forget about them and push them aside and we can't do that anymore. But I'm going to stop talking about that to stop bumming myself out and uh, try to move on a little bit. And we're going to talk about a little bit about P- uh, BPD and bipolar. I think a lot of people get those two confused. Um, I've seen people talk about bipolar and they they use the acronym of BPD, which is not the right one. It's uh, for borderline personality disorder. So people with bipolar disorder tend to experience mania and depression, while people with BPD experience intense emotion, pain, and feelings of emptiness, desperation, anger, hopelessness, and loneliness. Um, As of recent, November 10th, 2020, that's not that recent, um, relapse in people with bipolar disorder can be predicted accurately by their tendency towards having pessimist beliefs, according to a new study. So I need to still be positive, like my friend Jeremy told me, and I got to not be pessimistic anymore. But let's dive into uh, BPD a little bit, because I don't really know much about it. I've never talked to anybody with it. Um, Well, I talked to to somebody about it one time in an interview. Um, I forget the name. I'm blanking right now. I'm a terrible host. I'm actually a terrible podcaster and I'm just faking it to make it. And I appreciate everybody that listens and says nice things to me. Um, I saw my friend Jess and uh, her husband down in North Carolina too. And I absolutely loved them and they had fun and they were like, Oh, like we listened to the podcast and all that stuff. And it was just amazing to hear somebody else like say they listened to it. And I love them too. And I'm glad I got to see uh, my friend Jess. Um, but yeah, back to BPD, um, borderline personality disorder. So you'll be hearing me say BPD. 1.4% of American adults experience BPD. Borderline personality disorder involves a long-standing pattern of abrupt moment-to-moment swings in moods, relationships, self-image, and the behavior that are usually triggered by conflicts and interactions with other people. So it looks like this comes along the lines of uh, it's not just you, it's the environment you're in and dealing with people. People with BPD can experience overly strong emotional responses to upsetting life events and often try to hurt themselves. They often have chaotic relationships with people. People with BPD are more likely to have other mental health problems too. It seems, uh, I was reading too, it's like, uh, I'm bipolar, but I'm not susceptible to having borderline personality disorder. But on the other end, borderline borderline personality disorder, BPD, uh, you can also have um, bipolar. And I I found that pretty interesting. Um, People with BPD are most likely to have some sort of type of trauma as a child, uh, which isn't always the case, than people with bipolar disorder. 
Although trauma in itself does not cause borderline personality disorder, they also can have problems with addictions, eating disorders, body image, and anxiety. Uh, people with BPD are pretty much often on edge. And I feel like this is one of those mental health issues that it's tough to diagnose yourself and realize that you have a problem, not a problem, but a mental illness. I don't think, I don't like to call mental illness problems. Um, you can call it whatever you want. I feel like a lot of people uh, get upset with the way some certain people talk. Like I use the word crazy a lot, but I don't use it in the term of like calling someone crazy. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Or I'll be like, oh, that dude, he crazy. I don't call it, like I don't make fun of mental illness, as you guys know. Like this is a comedy podcast, but I, I bring light to it, break the stigma by cracking a smile. Um, but like I'll use those words, and I might offend somebody, but that's not my case. But I like having conversations with people instead of people that like like yell at me or get mad. There was this one kid I talked about it on the episode like a while ago, and uh, I had an image still of of myself, and I looked uh, pretty like weird in it. And he thought I was making like fun of handicapped people. And me and him had like an absolute war on Twitter. And I was like, what am I doing? But I'm also super petty. I'm the Tom Petty of pad podcasting. Padcasting? You want a podcast? Um, but fuck that dude. Um, some of the symptoms for people with borderline personality disorder has trouble controlling their thoughts and managing their feelings. And often has impulsive and reckless behavior. Uh, here are some symptoms. Frantic efforts to avoid feeling abandoned. History of unstable, intense relationships, tendency to view people in situations of either all good or all bad, poor self-image, impulsiveness such as spending, sex, substance abuse. It's also self-harm, example of cutting or suicidal behavior, which is just, I feel bad. Uh, mood swings involving anger and depression, usually in response to stressful events or relationships. Feeling of emptiness, problems managing anger and unpleasant emotions, and paranoia. Um, that is a lot. And that's very um, exhausting, it seems like. And, I, and I, I, I feel for you if you have BPD. And if you do have BPD, please reach out to me. Uh, I would love to pick your brain if that's okay. Um, I know it's not easy. And um, yeah, just, uh, just reach out to me. So treatment. Let's go down the treatment route because uh, everyone deserves to get better in their life. Um, Long-term treatment is usually necessary for people with BPD disorder. Treatment mainly involves specific forms of psychotherapy, such as dialectical behavior therapy. You guys know what that is, DBT. Uh, medications are sometimes used to help with these symptoms, although they are not always effective and not considered to be the main focus of treatment in BPD. Sometimes short hospital stays are also needed to manage times of crisis that involve threats to safety and well-being. Um... DBT is actually known as the gold standard for BPD treatment and emphasizes the development of four skill sets, mindfulness, interpersonal effectiveness, emotion regulation, and distress tolerance. I did pretty good saying all those. DPD, DBT teaches patients to control their intense emotions and minimize their destructive patterns. Through DBT, patients can also learn how to build interpersonal relationships, skills, and develop self-awareness. Um, so yeah, it is um, a little is a little bit different than bipolar disorder, and I guess a lot of people have issues or not issues, but they have um, they have confusingness uh, of the two, and which is uh, totally understandable. And there there is a lot of myths behind that. I know, like child uh, traumas isn't always the case with uh, misconception. A lot of people think it's not treatable, which it is, obviously through DBT and doing medications. Um, 
a lot of people again it's like 1.4 percent of americans which is uh, it's estimated that 14 million americans have bpd uh it's most commonly in women but it doesn't mean it's in all women uh the largest study done on psychiatric disorders shows that occurs equally often in women and men oh well i just said a myth and uh i was wrong so it, it's equally often in women and men. And um, I see a lot of people on Twitter accounts uh, that are open about their BPD. And it's mostly women. I think this is this attests to men are not as much open as their mental health and mental illness like I am. Um, and it's unfortunate because I know a lot of guys that have to go by the mantra of like man up. Which I say to myself all the time. When I get to do something and I'm anxious, I'm like man up. Briscoe Brothers, top five dead or alive. Um Another explanation is that BPD is often misdiagnosed in men. Many men with the condition are also diagnosed with depression or BPD. Um, and then you get a recognized personality disorder uh, in yourself or others, uh, instability in relationships, extreme emotional swings, explosive feelings of anger, self-harm, which we went over, lingering feelings of emptiness or worthlessness, feeling out of touch with the reality is, is, uh, is ones. And, uh, don't go around thinking you're going to diagnose everybody with BPD with what I'm saying, because I'm not going to. That's like, uh, that's tough. And I can only imagine the relationship-wise dealing with someone with BPD and being on the other end. I know it's exhausting uh, for the other people, friends, relationships, um, dealing with me with bipolar. And uh, not one mental illness is, is worse than another. Um, in my opinion, some of them are worse. I, I feel like... Um, it's it's weird to say I'm fortunate enough to have bipolar disorder, which isn't a real term, I would say. But having borderline personality disorder seems very tough. And I feel for people that that have it. Um, and again, it's like uh, it is tough it, unless you have the suicidal thoughts or self-harm. I feel like that's the that's the main way to find out that you have um, BPD and that you do need help to see a professional. Um, so you do have to see the, uh, the symptoms and recognizing them. Um, and you got to identify their episodes, intense, angry outbursts, suicidal thoughts, again, paranoia. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, there's multiple ways to get help out there. And you, and you guys know, if you have an emergency out there, don't hesitate to dial 911. Um, yeah. So that's, that's basically the difference between uh, bipolar and borderline. I've been very open about my bipolar, a lot of mood swings. Um, I had suicidal tendencies, obviously, but again, uh, I was diagnosed with bipolar too. Um, but let's uh, let's wrap up a little bit. Make sure to eat your cranberries out there, all right? I do want to ask people, is sex important to mental health? If it is or isn't, let me know. Uh, that was a, an interesting question. I actually have an interview with somebody that um, where we talk about that. All right, you got a new thing, the mailbag. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, if you want terrible life advice or my point of view, send them my way at tim at 20timminutes.com. That's tim at 20timminutes.com. And yes, I got a real email address that makes me look like a professional. All right, mailbag. Moving to a new country for love. Give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, well, that's easy. No, it's not. The good is... You find someone you love. You do something for them. You're going out there and uh, you're going to try to make it work. That's the good. The bad is obviously it doesn't work out. Okay. It, you go over there, you change your whole life, but let's go back to the good. That doesn't mean you can't find love where you just moved. You're in a new country. You can do whatever you want. It's your life. You live it. That's the other good you got. 
the ugly, you're stuck over there. You want to go home and you can't get back. You threw all your eggs in one basket and you you just don't you just don't know what to do. That's the ugly part of it. At least you can turn the bad into a good. The ugly, you kind of just stuck. And I feel bad for you. I know I know some people that um that have had this issue. Um funny enough. Um, but yeah, that's my answer for the good, the bad, and the ugly. But if it's like 90 Day Fiance, you watch that show? I've watched that show a little bit with uh, with the Jacqueline. And um that show is funny. Kimbali. Do you guys watch 90 Day Fiance? Because I'm not gonna talk about it because I don't know if anyone watches it. Um all right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Three things that I'm grateful for today. I am grateful for sleep, even though I didn't get any last night. I am grateful for having nice weather around because I thrive in nice weather. And I'm also grateful for the great interviews that I have coming out. Uh, I had another great one today. I can't wait to share it with you guys. I thank you guys so much. I love you and have a good one. And we're clear. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.